It's Mary sending Jesus after you right now. (laughs) (laughs) I miss Mary. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. Welcome back to another episode. Oh my gosh, you guys, today's episode is with the Dakota Wright, the print fairy on TikTok, and I think like my life was made. It was so cool getting to meet Dakota and to chat with him. He's amazing. You know they say, don't don't meet your idols because you're going to be disappointed. I was so far from disappointed. He is everything that I thought he was going to be and more, which was so great. And we had the best conversation. I think um, Dakota is amazing. He has really gained such a following on TikTok through... um, I'm sure if you guys, you guys already know him, but he does a lot of like food TikToks where he does food orders with his husband and his friends and um, those really like took off. And so he has this huge following where he's able to do more food TikToks, which are so fun to watch. Um, He's really getting into like makeup and stuff that he's super into and then just sharing his life on socials, which is super fun. And Dakota came on and honestly really opened up about like growing up and um, growing up in the South and with his sexuality and meeting Jackson and all of that. And so he's really thriving now, which I love to see. And he's really overcome a lot. Um, and so he shares a lot about that, which I think is super amazing that he opened up in that way. But he also shares his love for Bravo, which was so fun to chat with someone that's just as obsessed as I am. And so wait till the end for all of that because we just had the best time. And honestly, we probably could have kept talking for like five or six more hours, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, this was such a great episode. Dakota's amazing. If you're not already following him, be sure to follow him. And as always, I'm going to link everything in the description below. And also, um, if you're not already following Girl We Gotta Talk podcast on Instagram, what are you doing? go over there and follow. And then that way you can watch clips and um, see different things and then also just be able to click the tags and be able to follow all of the guests that are on. So uh, with that, let's jump into... Hello, everyone. We have Dakota Wright here. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to chat with you. I'm such a big fan. I've followed you on TikTok for so long and I was like, I have to have him on. Um, And you're a huge Bravo fan, so that's even better. We are going to chat so much about that at the end of the episode, so I'm super excited to like get your thoughts on all of it. Um, But I'm excited to get to know you like behind the TikTok, like who you are as a person, so I'm excited to chat today. Yeah, well, I always have a lot of stuff to say. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect, perfect. Um, Cool. Okay, so let's start off with, we have some rapid fire questions for you. So the first one is, what is your favorite item in your closet right now? Oh my God. So my favorite item in my closet, do I have to choose like an item? Because you know, I love a good tracksuit. So I have mm-hmm. favorite items would be all of my Juicy Couture tracksuits. Of course. I have one with every color. And then um, the multicolored Louis Vuitton purse that I have. I know I hit people over the head with it all the time on Instagram <laughs> and in videos because I'm like, look at this. But like, I'm such a 2000s girl. So like, it's iconic. That's my, yeah, that's my favorite item, probably. Perfect. Okay. What is a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you? Oh my God. I don't know. I've never told anyone this. 
Are you, are you ready? I'm so, so ready. So I actually filmed to be on a, I hope I don't get sued for this, but I've actually filmed to be on a reality TV show on CMT before. And it didn't work out, but I, 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 I um, auditioned and got the part. They came and filmed, but the show got scrapped. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, you know what? I do see reality TV in your future. I mean, yeah. you are just like everything. I mean, people would watch you all day. Like, I think it's, it, something else will come. It's fine. It's fine. I would watch me. 1,000%. <laughs> um, okay, what is something that you cannot live without? Oh, person. This is going to be so cliche, but I'm going to have to say my husband. Oh. Um, Item-wise, I'm just going to have to say any kind of food, especially, like, spicy foods. Jalapenos, we'll go with that. Ooh, good one. Um, okay, along with food, what is your all-time favorite dessert? Oh, my God. Um, just had some last night. So, it has to be in the refrigerator overnight. Funfetti out of a jar. The Funfetti cream cheese icing. Oh, my gosh. I used to do that all the time. Just literally with a spoon in the jar. Yes, honey. And just sit... Oh my God, that's so funny. I love that. Okay, last one. What is something that inspires you? Um, I, so I'm, I'm in this journey right now where I'm like healing my inner child. And so I'm going to have to say right now in this moment, you know, the past couple of months, the next couple of months in the future, it's going to be my inner child is inspiring me to be. I love that. I know that sounds so cheesy. No, I it's, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Little Dakota is inspiring me just to be. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I was talking with someone recently where like they were going through a funk and they like didn't really know what they like wanted to do with their life anymore, like their job. And they were just like unfulfilled. And we were talking about like who you used to be as a kid. And I was saying, well, go back and think about like what you used to love as a child. And they were super into writing and I was like okay well then like I mean as a kid you're just like writing for fun whatever but like maybe explore that and now they're like writing every day they're journaling they just feel better and I'm like okay there you go it's so crazy when you like go I mean every every obviously situation is different but going back to like who you were as a kid is so interesting to like think about it's crazy yeah because I feel like I feel like we had so many expectations I did anyways had so many expectations put on me that I couldn't like explore a lot of the things that I was interested in. Yeah. And so now I'm trying to do, like you said, like go back and try to figure that stuff out. So cool. So cool. Well, I guess going along with that, I want to get to know you before I want to say fame because TikTok, I mean, like you're huge. I hate that. To I, be honest, I hate that word. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't want to say it, but I'm like, I, before you're following, like how, yeah, we'll say that. Yeah. Um, well, I, okay. So first of all, I hate the word influencer. I hate okay. the word fame. I feel like they're so like lame. Right. Because listen, okay. So I'm super shady. Can I be shady? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm super shady. I don't care. Um, when I think of influencer, I think of like people who have fallen off like Jaclyn Hill and stuff like that, who mm. have like a massive following mm -hmm. and they literally only connect with their following to like harp a product. Yeah, to sell, to sell. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I mean, if that works for you, that works for you, but that's not like what I do, you know? So I would consider myself like a creative a creative sure. visionary or like a creator or something like that yeah yeah okay I like that no because I yeah. mean every time I have a guest on like we always talk about the word influencer and like no it seems like nobody likes it nobody likes it it's weird it feels like kind of icky um yeah. 
and we got to come up with something else but I like that I like creative so (laughs) so like I was saying before all of that talk to me about like how you were as a kid growing up you grew up in North Carolina correct kind of sort of so I've never lived in one place for too long um so I was born in Texas lived there for like five years moved to Mount Airy North Carolina I don't know if you've ever heard of that it's um the town is called uh, Mayberry on the Andy Griffith show okay so it was based off of that um lived there for about eight years and then I moved to another small town called Cana Virginia and Hillsville, Virginia, it's very, very small. Um, but I know there's probably some girlies out there who will hear this that are from the mountains. So they know <laughs> where I'm talking about. Um, and then I lived there, went to high school there. And then we moved, me and my parents moved to Winston-Salem. And then that's where I went to college. And then I met Jackson. And now we're in Charlotte. So I would consider myself a North Carolina girl, but I would consider myself born and raised in North Carolina because okay. I've lived here in three different places. I've lived here the longest. So we'll, we'll just put it that way. Okay, perfect. So what was it like growing up like in, I guess all of those places are technically the South and North Carolina itself. So what was that like for you? Like, did you like it? Did you like always want to leave it? Like, what was your experience personally? Uh, how long do we have? <laughs> As long as you want. No, so like it was it was an experience. Let's put it that way. So I say like I knew very early on that I was different. I didn't know what kind of different, but like I knew that I was different. It was like immediately, and when I say immediately, like immediately ostracized for being different, like even in like grade school. To the point to where like friends that I had growing up, you know, when we got older, started hitting puberty you know, their parents kind of picked up on my differences and like would not allow them to hang out with me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, So that was pretty much my, my growing up is just like being ostracized. Yeah. And, um, you know, I moved a lot of schools. My mom tried to move me into a lot of different schools when things would get going bad. Like we would switch schools to see if it would get better. And unfortunately it was always the same thing, you know? Yeah. So um, I didn't really get, I just did a video where I was like, get ready with me and get to know me where I said, um, you know, I didn't get to really like come out and like have that experience. I had that label like put on me before I even knew what it was. Wow. So I kind of had to grow into the label or grow around the label versus like grow into myself. Yeah. What that age was that when that happened? Um. Well, it's actually funny. So the the girl that outed me, I think that was seventh grade. Wow. Maybe. So I don't, I don't even know how old I would have been then. Um, I'm not that great at math. <laughs> yeah. Me either. <laughs> yeah, but seventh grade. And um, she outed me. You know, it was one of those situations where, like, I was just, you know, everyone dated the opposite sex. And me and her were dating because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Right. And when I started to realize, like, oh, like, you know, I'm different. This is not going to work. We broke up and she told everybody I broke up with her because I was gay. And then that kind of just fueled, you know, everything that had been going on. Right. So yeah, that was seventh grade. And I don't think I officially like came out, came out until high school. Okay. Yeah. Seventh grade is such, I mean, middle school in general is such a weird time that everyone is trying to figure themselves out. What did that do to you personally? Like, were you like, do you just roll with it? Like, did you... How, how do you like interact with everybody once something like that happens? Listen, so 
I became like very hateful. Um, Yeah. Like I'm such a people person and like, I'm really easy to get along with, but I think it like, I was just rolling with it, but I think it put me on like ready all the time. So I was always in defense mode. And so it was really hard for me to like connect with new people and be friends with people because I was always afraid that they were going to judge me. Yeah. So, I mean, it made, it got so bad to where my, I graduated early, a semester early and my senior year, that first and last semester, the principal put me at my request um, into like the library from the beginning of the day to the end of the day to do my work. So I wouldn't have to interact with other people. Interact with everybody. Wow. Yeah. That's how bad it was. Oh my gosh. Kids are so terrible. And like that age is such a difficult time for anybody, let alone like what you're going through. How did you like, were you able to like ever get the hate out or like ever get like that defense side out? Like maybe in college or like after high school or how did you deal with that? Like moving on in life? Cause that's a lot to like Harbor. Yeah. Yeah. Therapy. That's all I can really say, you know? (laughs) Which kind of sucks too, because in those small towns, I can't tell you how many therapists I saw that would would literally like look me in the face and say that my problems are my problems because I'm gay. Like they would come from like a, um, I guess like a Christian background and, you know, nothing against Christians, but you know, that's the background that they would come from and they would say, you know, well, you're not supposed to be this way. This is why you're having, it was like a domino effect. They tried to play it that way. Yeah. Oh my God. That's terrible. But it did like, even though I had to listen to all that bull crap, you know, I found like sitting there and talking to somebody, you know, made me feel a lot better and get a lot of that hatred out. So there was a lot of good in it. It just, you know, it sucked that it was based around something so negative. Yeah. 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 That's terrible. Well, yeah. Therapy is such a great thing. I'm glad that that was like something and an outlet for you that you had. Um, But, oh, that just irritates me. I've known so many people that have been outed before they even got the chance. So, like, hearing your story is just, like, refueling all of my hate for the people that I love. Um, And it sucks because, like, it's nobody's business but yours. So, it's it's frustrating, especially, like, I've said it three times already, but, like, that age is already difficult. So, like, leave me alone, figure out your own shit, and let me figure out mine. Like, Yeah, just let me do my thing. And, like, can we not just coexist? Yeah. It's crazy. I I wonder in in this like new generation, I always think because I feel like this generation and from what I've seen is a lot more like open minded and everything like around sexuality is a lot more fluid. And everybody seems from my perspective to be very like, yeah, you do you like I don't care. So I'm hoping that that's the case. And like it just is going to get better for kids and, you know, nowadays. But who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kids are little shitheads. Wait, can I cuss on here? Absolutely. Okay. Cause I have a filthy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're totally fine. Well, yeah, okay. that's also how I got through it. It's just like, you know, I've, I will say, you know, regardless of like all the bullying and stuff that I've been through, it's really pushed me to always be very direct, always say what's on my mind and never really most of the time I regret things that I say, you know? So, I mean, it has shaped me into being just, you know, I am who I wear on my sleeve 24 seven. So yeah, definitely. Well, moving into 
college and when you met Jackson, because I want to get to know like the story behind that. You've talked about it a little bit on your social media about how you like met at a party, but like how did yeah. that go with like meeting him and like all of that? Yeah, well, I hate he's here to not help tell the story because he gets so shady towards me. <laughs> <laughs> he does. So I will say, let me just paint a quick picture. So I will say that, you know, when I moved to Winston-Salem and, you know, I'm out of the closet now, there are a lot of more gay people around. So when I tell you that I was bebopping around town and being um, fluid and experimenting, you know, I was a nonstop train when it came to that. Okay. So when I met Jackson, um, I was like not expecting it to go anywhere. Right. Cause he slid into my DMs on Facebook and um, I can't even remember what he said. No, no, no. Okay. So he went through my Facebook and liked pictures that were like years ago. Oh. So he was clearly creeping mm-hmm. and I slid into his DMs and I was like, you're really going to like those pictures. And he was like, Oh, question mark. And I was like, those are old pictures. And then we just started talking from there. <laughs> but he said, whenever I sent him that message, he was like, you came off like such a douche. Ah. I know. Wait, I feel like the move of um going through old photos and liking all of them is so, that's like an interesting move. I didn't, I never liked when people did that. I was always like, those are from like 2015. Can you not look at that right now? Yeah, like, like clearly you're stalking me, which you, which I mean, I'm the first person to admit that I will end up on somebody's family reunion pictures from 2013 when I'm on, <laughs> when I'm on Instagram. But like, I was just like, come on, like I look better now. You know, I've had 5 million different faces, hairstyles, body types, styles, you know. So, like, I was just kind of like, what's up with that? Well, I will say it must be flattering that he liked that version of yourself. If You know what I mean? Like, you're like, wow, that's, like, not my best self. And you thought it was cute. So, fine. Yeah, yeah it, he's he's always accepted me just for, for being me. So, I will say that. Oh, yeah, but then he was like... um you know, what are you doing um, for Halloween? There was this local nightclub um, that was throwing a Halloween party. And he was like, are you going to go? And I'm like, yeah, we should go together. So we made plans to go together. I went with my two friends who are on my TikTok page, Benson and Brandon. And um, I was dressed up as a football player. Jackson was some kind of like phantom of the night. I don't, I don't really know like what his outfit was. It was one of those like, where he just tried to throw something together and it was hot and he had a shirt off. So, I mean, (laughs) fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And, um, I am the type, like I felt very early on that I could probably see myself getting attached. So like immediately that night when we met, like I tried to distance myself, you know, put him in this little box and I basically ignored him all night. I would like go around the club, you know, mingle with my friends and then come back to him and make sure he was doing okay. And then, you know, come back and then leave and come back. And he um, actually took another guy home that night. He says that they didn't do anything or they weren't talking or anything like that. And the guy that he took home uh, was pretty drunk and was like a friend of, you know, our circle. Mm -hmm. And he just took him home so he would have a ride home. And I believe him. But I always tease him and I'm like, okay, I ignored you, but you literally took someone else home. Another person home. Yeah. He's going to kill me when he hears this. (laughs) 
Sorry, Jackson. It's funny though. That's so funny. It's so crazy that you were like, I already feel like I'm going to get attached to this guy. And then immediately you're like defense. Like you're like playing. Cool, oh yeah. Playing hard to get. Like, I'm not going to even go towards it. Cause like, I already know that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause um, we tease Benson and Brandon about it too. Cause you know, I'm a lot like Benson where we just are kind of go with the flow. And Benson was like, well, give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, maybe he was just doing something nice. And then I'm a lot like Brandon where I'm like, oh no, this is not okay. You know, and Brandon was like, yeah, no, not okay. And so, you know, I had both of them like on my shoulder (laughs) and I'm like, okay, well, I'll give him another chance. Oh, well, I'm so glad you did. You guys are the cutest. I am obsessed with like your engagement. Can we talk about where that was? Especially like a Bravo fan. What the heck? Tell everybody about that because I'm obsessed. So... I asked him to be my boyfriend, so I made it very clear from that moment that if we were to ever get engaged, he had to be the one to propose. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So see, I'm very strategic about everything that I do, so I did that on purpose. Um, But I mean, we um, had just sold our first house that we owned together, which was a shit show, and um, we had lived in an apartment for a few months, also a shit show. And we bought our second house that we're in now and we just wanted to celebrate. So we decided to go to New York. And um, I think the day before we flew out, he was like, oh, I got a ticket to watch what happens live. And I'm like, like, how did you get those? Like, cause you can't buy those. Yeah. You can't buy them on Ticketmaster. You can't buy them on Bravo's website. You can't buy them anywhere. He wouldn't tell me a single thing. He showed me the ticket. It wasn't like an email or anything. It was literally just like a printout of the ticket. So I was like, okay. So sure enough, we went and um, I was not expecting it at all. It's so funny. We went to dinner the night that night and we had on two different shirts and he got dinner on his shirt. So we had to go back to the hotel room and the only shirt he had matched mine. So I don't know if you saw the clip. We're matching in the clip Mm -hmm. and everyone picked up on that on Twitter and on YouTube and stuff. And it was, it was funny, but, um, oh yeah, we were watching the after show and, um, Andy Cohen was just like, is there a Jackson in the audience? And I'm like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. And at that point, you know, they do serve drinks that watch what happens live. And I think I had two cocktails then, and I had two at dinner and we walked there and you know I was feeling it a little bit so oh, yeah. honestly the proposal itself is such a blur because like I was on cloud nine just of happiness so like yeah. oh, I don't remember God. much about it I have to go back and watch the clip most people I, I should post it on my socials but most people say they black out during proposals because it's like you're just yeah. so excited like the adrenaline is just like and you don't even remember it. And then most of the time, like the person proposing doesn't remember anything they said because they're just like so nervous and everything <laughs> is just so high. Um, yeah. But so cool. Like I would have died. Who were the two people on the show? Um, Kate from Below Deck. Love her. Obsessed. She needs to be back on immediately. I have not watched Below Deck since she left. And um, Captain Lee. So they oh were in Captain God. Lee is such a nice man like after the um the show wrap the uh, after show where we got proposed on like he made it his point to come over to us shake our hands introduce himself like he's so nice oh my gosh yeah wait I'm obsessed with both of them that is so cool 
what like a cool memory to have and like to share yeah. with each other. Oh my gosh. So how has life been since then? When was the proposal just for like people listening? And then like, how has life been since then? What have you guys been up to all of that? Well, um, that was October, 2018. And I had just started my real estate career that year. So I really had, I had no sales. I was my only sale, the house that we sold of ours and the one that we bought. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, like, I came back home and, um, you know, the video blew up on Facebook. So a lot of my friends, I guess, were going to my page and seeing that I did real estate at that point. And they started reaching out to me. And I mean, I've just had so many clients since then, like nonstop (laughs) until like the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. So that's really all that I've been doing. Like, we're actually kind of lame. Like we literally go to bed at 9 p.m., 10 p.m. We get up like do our work stuff we're such homebodies and then we come home and go to bed like but yeah. we love that like I mean we travel a lot so we do travel a lot okay so I want to go back to the first of all you guys are not lame um <laughs> if you were lame like yeah, nobody would be following you for one this um, is true. but and everyone loves you guys but what is the real estate life like? Um, I feel like so many people are getting into real estate and just absolutely love it is that something that you've like always wanted to do were you just like curious about it when you were in school like how how did all of that kind of pan out well um so I was in grad school to be a counselor okay and that did not work out (laughs) I was in my last um semester well the semester before my last and started my like internship and decided like oh my god I have to quit this like immediately this is not for me yeah and um at the time I was working part-time at a tanning salon and I had worked there um, at that one in another tanning salon for 10 years. So that's really all, the only job I've ever had. And uh, I just literally took it upon myself to just research how to get your real estate license and did it and signed up for the, you know, like the pre-licensing course and just started. I, I don't know how honey, but I passed the first time. They say that North Carolina is like the hardest, really one to do yes and because we had lawyers in there and like a former um dermatologist in, in my class and they both failed oh my that's gosh. how I didn't think it was hard but that's how I guess Interesting. Hard it is. I don't know but like I was just so ecstatic and then um you know I got my I took the license test after the class immediately passed and I mean it's just been like go 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 since then so yeah I, I really love it Good for you. That's really cool. I've always been like such a little real estate nerd. Like I have probably told like 80 people, like, I think I want to get into real estate and then I never do it. So it's going to happen. I just feel it in my bones, but it'll be probably later in life. <laughs> or maybe I'll well, just you should do it because like, I, um, I-, I watched one of your episodes. I think you were talking about real estate and like, it was like a money episode. I think that I had watched mm, okay. about finances. I'm a big finance person. Are so, you? So okay. like, savings, retirement, 401k, Roth IRA. Listen, I ain't trying to work my whole entire life. See, all (laughs) of those words right there are so overwhelming to me. Like I, I don't understand like any of that. Like I know, obviously I know what a 401k, I know what those are, but like I need, maybe I need you. Like I need someone to just be like, this is what you need to do to like set yourself up. I have a really good friend who just bought a house and yeah. he's like, yeah, I have plans. I want to retire at this age. So this is what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, got it. Got it. 
Like I need to be on that level, you know? Well, I'm sure there's somebody listen that's going to listen to this that is not going to gr- agree with what I'm going to say, but real estate is your quickest vehicle to retirement. Okay. Quickest. You will get there so quick. And that's whether, you know, like you're helping people buy and sell or you start like investing. That's something um, that's been on our mood board, mine and Jackson's for the past year. And with the way everything is, like we haven't been able to start, you know, um, but I want that to be both of our jobs is yeah. real estate investing. I want him to leave his job in the medical field as a, um, a provider. And I would like to stop helping people buy and sell just so we can just do investing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have so many, that's what like everyone around me is doing that. Like I have two really good friends who invest in properties and like apartment buildings and Airbnbs and all of that. And they're like, yeah, we just like, it's so easy to do. I mean, it's like. Yeah. probably difficult a little bit to get started but then like once you're in it it's like it's all like you a- need is one all you, yeah, need, all you one. need is one to get started I could never be a property manager or Airbnb because I see the shit that goes down on the internet right and I am such like a control freak you know yeah. it's part of my personality disorder that I have um but I could never do that probably for the safety of myself and <laughs> racing the <laughs> the property but yeah. yeah like going back to the money stuff like I'm a huge money person so like I've always just understood you know I never understood math until I took the real estate pre-licensing class yeah. and it just like clicked like that because it's all money math and now I can do just about any math problem as long as I can write it out you know I can't do it in my head mm-hmm. um yeah that's so interesting because I'm not a math person and that's the only thing that I've told people I'm like really want to do real estate but like I the math the math aspect of it, not going to be great at, but maybe, yeah. maybe you're going to you have most, Yeah. Most, most of the clients you help are going to have a loan, you know, so like they're going to have a lender that does most of the math. Um, but I mean, it's just helpful to know. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever wanted to do your own stuff. Definitely. Oh my God. Now I'm like getting the, I'm getting the bug back. I'm like, maybe I should, this is, crazy. you should. I mean, even if I, you know, just up and stop someday. Like I'll always renew my license because it's a good thing to have. Yeah. You know? And a lot of people say like, you can really make it what you want to make it. Like if you want it to be more of a part-time thing where you're just kind of like doing it here and there, that's like possible, or you can really make it a full-time. Is that true? Like, how do you? Oh yeah. So like, um, this is going to make me sound like a terrible realtor. (laughs) So even from the jump, I've never really liked to work with like what we call leads. Um, so I feel like they don't really respect your time okay. for the most part because they have no investment to you as a person. You know, you're just a factor in helping them to get yeah whatever their goal is. Whereas like when I work with my friends and family or somebody who's referred to me, it's much more personable. And that I prefer because I'm helping somebody make like a massive life decision you know so um that part I really enjoy and it's like you know I can go like this year I went January through March just non-stop and then I had nothing all summer and then now I'm super busy again yeah so it's really just whatever you want out of it yeah okay yeah no it is cool to like be able to help somebody like make those big life choices and like you're the person that's facilitating that like that's a cool feeling well, do you think you'll do, I want to move into TikTok, but I have a question. Like, do you think that you'll ever put more like real estate stuff out on like socials? And no. And I'm so glad you asked me that. Yeah. Yes. So, um, I feel like TikTok and 
all social media platforms are inundated with people just here's how to get rich quick or here's how to like do this you know like there's this girl I wish I knew her name so I could just throw the most shade at her you probably know who I'm talking about she's on TikTok and she says here's how I bought this townhome for a dollar and like it's this big complex Mm. and she makes it seem like it's such such an easy thing and reality like you're literally scamming the viewer into thinking that they can have your lifestyle when you've had all this other stuff go on in the background that you're not sharing with people, Yeah, you know, and I don't want to be one of those people. And it's really hard to fit what I will call the truth in a 60 second TikTok on how to become like an investor. So I just have no interest in that. And I'm super confrontational and so I will not do well with people coming on there and like bashing, you know, like the way I do things or the way I look at something because I'm pretty set in my ways on what. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Well, well I- I'm glad you, I, I get so many people ask me about that. Like I used to do like, you know, a day in the life as a realtor and they would want to know like more stuff. And I'm like, Hey guys, like, you know, I really appreciate you asking these questions but I have no desire to go into this. If you want to know how to get your license, like just DM me on Instagram. I'll like, you know, kind of tell you how it is in our state and what you can expect. But that's really the only bit of yeah. help I can be. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is tough because you have a really good point. Like a lot of times videos like that are so misleading. Like people, yeah. like everyday people that want to maybe get into that are like, oh, wow, that seems so simple when like, yeah, the person's not necessarily saying like, all of the stuff that they should be saying and they're making it seem super simple. So I think that's a great point. And like, I mean, if people are DMing you and you feel like, okay, yeah, I'll respond to those. I feel like that's good enough. And then Uh, your content like doesn't need help. Like you're doing fine. But I was just curious if you wanted to bring like that aspect in, but totally makes sense. No, Um, no. Yeah. Well, moving into TikTok, I want to just like, first of all, like, I just, I don't even know when I found you. I felt like it was a while ago. Um, and I was just like immediately drawn. It was one, it was like a food order, like what we're getting at. I don't know, like Applebee's or something. And I was like, who are these people? This is so fun. And I was who just, are these gay people? I was like, <laughs> I love them. So I followed you like immediately. I just love the content. I feel like it's always just every time you're on my for you page or I see a video of you guys, like it's always just positive. It's fun. It makes me feel good. Like I feel like you guys are just such a good time. That's what I want. Like, I love hearing that. Like, and, and I just, I want people to feel good watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really nice, especially with like everything that goes on in the world. It's like, okay, if I go on TikTok, I want to block everything out. And then if I see your videos, I'm like, thank God, like, I just feel good and they're nice. And you guys are fucking hilarious, by the way. Like I want to talk about so okay let me I'm like rambling now because I'm just getting so excited about it you're good I love TikTok. I'm so passionate about TikTok oh my god I can't so like let's go let's go okay. let's take another two hours yeah I'm we have all day so with the TikToks that I, I think I first started seeing were like you would go to a restaurant and then mm-hmm. you would eat you have your little mic and you're like hey it's Dakota I have the whatever and you pass it around the table and everyone shares like what they got for dinner and or like no you do like apps you do dinner you do drinks you do dessert like you hit it all you hit every aspect and it's so fun I don't know like what about it makes me so happy but what like initiated those TikToks how did you get started and then like 
how did you start or when did you start making like consistent because now that's sort of like a series like how did all of that oh yeah start oh it's a whole it's a whole like beautiful I don't want to call it a monster but it's a whole like beautiful we'll call it a beautiful monster okay yeah, absolutely. We'll, yeah it's it's great um so the real tea behind it is a lot of people don't realize this but so I, we put our first video up I think in March or April of 2021 okay and food food video and I want to say the Christmas before that and in January it was a trend for people to go to restaurants and say like such and such orders and then introduce themselves and say what they have. So for the longest time, you know, I have two, I've dealt with two eating disorders. I have one currently and I've, you know, sealed, signed, delivered the anorexia. I'm done with that. Thank God. Um, so, you know, food has like a very special, but also scary place in my heart. And so, you know, in our little friend group, I've been dying to make one of those videos. Yeah. And so me, Jackson, and Emily were at cookout one day, and I'm like, let's just do one. Like, let's just do it. We know the formula. Let's just do it. Dakota, this is what I got, whatever. When I tell you, so we post that video, I think, at 7 p.m. When I tell you, we ate the food afterwards, we got home, we, I think, fiddled around at home, and we get on TikTok on the airplay around, like, 10 o'clock. Yeah. I was at a million views. Oh my God, no. that fast. That fast. And this is before I knew anything about an algorithm, honey, anything about anything. Cause like I have posted a few TikToks that have blown up. And when I say blown up, I mean like 100K. Like that's it. Yeah. Nothing um, to like this magnitude. And so I was like, okay, well, like let's do it again. Cause like the comments, people loved it. You know, they were like, why the fuck does Dakota have so much food? Because I think I had like a full on like combo tray and then a few extra things. And you know, and at that point, Jackson hadn't really, because we all, I think me, Brandon, Emily, Jackson, we all have our own like different fan bases. And then we have like a collective, mm -hmm. you know, I don't even like using the word fan. I hate, I hate this whole influencer world. It's I hate weird. it. It's weird. Yeah, I hate that like word friends I don't know yeah well I'm gonna call them friends because okay. literally if any any follower DMs me I will nine times out of ten respond like oh. I love it I'm such an yeah. introvert I'll talk to anybody um so the next week we did it I think by the time we did the next one we were already at two million views so I was like let's go to Taco Bell so we go to Taco Bell same thing and Taco Bell DM me and they were like can we repost it and I'm like sure at that point again I didn't know anything about like money usage right nothing honey I'm just a virgin on TikTok <laughs> so so sure they post it that is when like a lot of the negativity started to come in like a lot of homophobes in their in their comments like I'm never going to Taco Bell again and you know I'm like probably shouldn't anyways you know just I hate to be that way but you know what I mean I'm yeah. one of those people, like, I'm not going to come for anybody. We all judge. I'm not going to sit here and say I don't. We all do it, okay? I try my best not to. Um, but if you throw something at me, I'm just going to find whatever I can grab and just toss it back. You're going to get it right back. You're going to get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if somebody goes low, I'm going to go to hell. That's what I always say. <laughs> so that's when a lot of the the hatefulness started to come. And, you know, at first I was like, okay, well, maybe we shouldn't do this again. Yeah. 
But then Jackson sat me down. He's like, Dakota, like Taco Bell reposted the video. Like, let's do it again. I'm like, okay, fine. So at this point from that video in March or April until I want to say June or July, we were just doing one a week going to fast food in the car. And when I tell you, every, we would post at 7 p.m. every night and by midnight, we would hit a million views every single time. That's insane. It's insane. Yeah. So cool. And then like people just wanted to start to know like more, you know, like what what do you two do for a living to be able to afford like a $50 tab at Taco Bell? <laughs> and, you know, so then I start making like other content and, people comment like good stuff about my skin and eyebrows and makeup and stuff a lot. So I started doing like, like beauty stuff. And so it just kind of developed into this like melting pot of just me putting myself out there. Right. The food is always like the base because I'm so passionate about food and these videos and like the positive response to the videos and the people that DM me who also have eating disorders um, has definitely I want to say like 98% cured my binge eating disorder. So it's been very therapeutic for me. And I owe everything to TikTok and all the friends that see the videos. And I owe every single thing to them because I could never do it on my own. That's amazing. Well, yeah, I wanted to like talk about that because it seems like those are obviously the ones that like blew up first. And I wanted to see Mm -hmm. like how that has affected your relationship with food do you think that those making the videos helps or just like getting that feedback from people is what's helping or just all of it well um you know at the time like so I also have OCPD it's um obsessive compulsive personality disorder it's very different from OCD it has some similarities but it's kind of, it's mainly different um so I live a very like structured streamlined life okay So, and I say that because when we started these videos, like six days a week, I would, you know, I have a calorie number that I meet and I will not go over it because if I go over it, I feel like I'm going to trigger something in the binge eating. Mm -hmm. So I have one day a week where I just eat whatever I want, whether it's barely anything or everything that comes in front of me. (laughs) So that's when we were filming the TikToks are on those days. Okay. So, um, I say all that because now this has just helped me so much that I no longer have to have such a structured eating, I guess, streamlined diet to where seven days a week, I just eat whatever I want. And I don't feel like, you know, any guilt about it. I mean, there are some times where I have to like take a step back. And I'm like, okay, like you're, you're going a little too far right now. Yeah. I mainly not to stop myself, but because I don't want to go back down the, the downhill spiral of, you know, an eating disorder. So, but I mean, I'm seven days a week now. I just eat whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's really, really cool that like something like a TikTok video has kind of like helped you in that way. Um, mm-hmm. How has like the feedback been? Like, are you talking to people that are following you that have going like that are going through or have gone through the same thing? And then like you kind of chat about it or how has that been? Well, you know, it's funny you ask because um I would never I made one video. Somebody asked me very early on how I make a video or how I keep myself from overindulging. And I think it was about um maybe chips or crackers or something. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I didn't give advice. I just answered the question on what I do with chips and crackers. And the video got a really positive response, but I told my therapist, I was like, I never want to come across like I'm giving advice because none of us are the same and we all have different triggers. And the last thing I want to do is give somebody a bad idea, mm-hmm. you know? So when people DM me, you know, I, I'm basically a sounding board, you know, feel free to DM me. I'm here to talk about the food, the demons, all that. Um, but I'm very soft and gentle on how I respond and, and stuff like that. You know, I never say, well, try this because this is what I do and it works Yeah. because I'm not here for that. You know, I don't have a degree in it. All I have is my experience with it. And my experience is probably not the same as anyone else's on this planet. Right. So, right. yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I feel like that's really like a smart way of looking at it too, because you never yeah. want to trigger somebody else or you never no. want to give, I mean, everybody has a different experience with it. So I think that's like a really mature way of thinking about it too. But I think that's so like, number one, I think it's really great that you do talk about it on social media because it is everywhere. And a lot of people struggle alone with it. And I think you doing these fun videos with food, like is really, really nice. Like it's very like, you know, we may be struggling, but look, like it can be okay. And like, this is fun yeah. and we're doing it and you can get through it. Um, I think that's so fun. What has been your favorite video so far? Like, personally? I, I feel like I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> um, surprisingly, it's not about food. Really? Um, yeah. So my favorite video I did was when, um, so I had three real estate closings back to back in 2021. So I was making a lot of money um, and I had just paid my car off and I was like, you know what? I want a new car. And then I stopped myself and I'm like, you know what? I just paid my car off. I'm going to keep my car. I'm going to go get it wrapped in pink. Hell yeah. So I went and got it wrapped in pink glitter. Mm-hmm. We literally picked it up. I came home and changed and I was like film me revealing my car on TikTok to Jackson and we did it in one take and I posted it and that is still it's pinned on my profile that is my favorite video because when I tell you like I was floating on the clouds and happiness like (laughs) not even a rainstorm could have like sank me to the bottom I was just I was feeling myself honey you could have told me you could have beat my ass and I'd have been like you know what (laughs) I was that's my favorite video because I think you know, it just exudes who I am, like, yeah, live your life and be yourself. And, you know, I drive a pink glittery car and I'm going to pull up and sell your house or, you know, who gives a fuck? If you're going to judge me over something like that, I think I said in the video, if you're going to judge me like for something like that, then I don't want your small minded coin. And I mean, that's literally how I live my life. Like, yeah, yeah the money's nice, but I don't need it if you're going to judge me over something so stupid, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and I also think like something like that sort of video or that like purchase itself, like going back to like your seventh grade self, like how Mm -hmm. nice does it feel to be like, I have made it. I have really like grown into myself. I'm proud of who I am. I'm going to drive this pink fucking car around and Mm -hmm. nobody's going to give me shit for it. And like to all the people that like judged me or made fun of me or bullied me, like fine whatever look at me yeah fuck them them. like I I love that for you and I think that that itself like your personality 
is also what draws people to your page because you're mm-hmm. just so yourself. Like you're so authentic to who you are and people are just like, I love that. Like, and a lot of people struggle with that themselves. So seeing someone like that is like, okay, yeah, if he's doing, I'm doing it. Like, and it's really inspiring. So I think that's a, I, I love that that was your answer. Cause I was like, maybe it'll be like a cookout video. Like, no, no it was, no, it was no, the no. day I got my car wrapped. Like, yeah. Like, and it's like the comments I got on that video were hysterical. See, and this is something else I love about TikTok. Let me just say this. I don't care how many followers I have. I think I have 560,000 right now. I could have 100,000. I could have a million. I could have 2 million. I care about the like community part of it. So I care more about the views and the comments because I like to interact with people. Mm-hmm. So if you follow me at the end of the day or not, like I'm thankful that you hear that you're here, obviously, because you're going to see my stuff and like we're going to connect on a regular basis. But like I just want to connect and touch as many people as I can, you know, because I feel like a lot of people like blow up and get millions of followers. And then I don't know how to say this without being a bitch, but then like just their content tanks, their relatability tanks, their community tanks. And I don't want that to be me. Like I want this to be like a longevity of a thing. Yeah. Well, it's hard too because a lot of times that stuff gets to people's heads and they lose oh sight. yeah. They lose sight of why they started. So it's like, yeah, these people were making content that they loved that other people were liking. And then as soon as, yeah, as soon as they blow up or reach a certain amount of followers, they're like, well, like I'm the shit. Like, I don't care. Anymore. I hate that. And yeah. I don't like that. And I also think it does reflect in people's videos. Like it's very easy to tell when people are like that. Like, and it's yeah. very easy to tell that you're not like that, but it's, it's just, it's unfortunate. Cause it's like, well, we followed you for a reason and we liked your stuff. And now you've just like, you well, well, now that you say that, you know, I will say when I posted, so going back to that video, when I posted that video, the response was great. The comments were hysterical. People were like, this video got me out of bed, like, you know, motivated me and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, good. That's, you know what I'm here for. I want to make you feel good. I want you to laugh or cry in a good way, you know, whatever. I want you to be here for a good reason. But I received so many comments and messages about people saying like, oh, you think because you have a little TikTok clout, like you've changed, you're the shit. Um, You're going to be just like Jeffree Star now. You're going to be like changing your video. Like people are not happy. Like some people that had been there from the beginning, like, you know, I recognize, I have a good memory. So like I recognize like usernames, faces, people who leave comments before. Like I usually, you know, I try to connect with as many people as I can. I'm always in the comments. Yeah. So um, they were just not happy. And I'm like, you know, you guys, I'm not changed at all. I've always been this way. You're just seeing something else about me. And if you don't like it, like that's totally fine. You know, I'm not here to try to make you like me, but you can't say that I've changed because I've just always been this way. You just didn't know. Well, and also I feel, yeah, 1000%. And I also feel like it also comes with like comfortability. Like you Mm -hmm. were making content that you were saying, you were a TikTok virgin. Like you started making content and now you're getting so comfortable with doing it that you want to show more sides of yourself or you want to do things differently. Like, I think that's great. And maybe some people just don't like change. Or they don't, or they're just confused if, okay, well, if something's slightly different than like what I used to see, then I don't like it. But I think you got to do you. And it is interesting to see people that stuck with you from the beginning that are being that way though. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, but it's fine. I don't let that, like, change anything, you know, because like you said, like, why didn't we start in the first place? Like, I started because I just enjoy it genuinely. And I enjoy, like I said, the community that I get out of it. And um, I just, I mean, I do it because I want to, not because I want, I don't need the money. You know, I've gotten like a lot of good deals off of, you know, I guess the TikTok clout. Um, but I don't need that. I mean, it's nice. But I do it because I genuinely like doing it. Yeah. 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 Well, I love that. And I think it shows through your videos. Um, and I think that's why you're able to have such a following. And I mean, they're just so fun. Like every video is so fun. I think your relationship with Jackson is so fun to watch. Like all of your friends are like so, I don't know, everybody meshes so well in your videos. Like everyone to me feels so different, yet it just works so well. Um, and I think it just comes across as like, this is a good time. We're all having fun and like, look at what we're eating. Like it's just in every aspect. I just like, love it so much. I'm obsessed. Um, how did you come up with your username though? Tell everyone what your username is. Oh God. Okay. So I get this all the time. And so I'm just going to break it down as simple as possible. So in 2013, I got my per, my first, um, PlayStation three. And that's when you could play online with people. Okay. And as a teenager, as an adult, the word fairy is used as a derogatory slur towards gay men. Mm-hmm. So that's where the fairy part comes in. It's like I'm reclaiming that, okay? And I, at the time, was obsessed with Jersey Shore and everything snooky, okay? So when I tell you that my room, my car, everything had animal print on it, okay? So that's where the print okay, okay. Part comes from. So it's print fairy. So that was my PS3 username. It was a hit on there, like on the online chat room. And I wanted to just make my TikTok username my name, but it was already taken. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just make it print fairy. And so it's, I mean, I would like to change it at this point, but I love when we go somewhere and somebody's like, print fairy. <laughs> because... <laughs> You know, the little, this is going to sound so cheesy. The little kid inside of me hears somebody calling my name by fairy in a um, endearing way yeah. and not in a derogatory way. So it's very, um, it's very touching. So like, like I said, I'm healing that inner child. I mean, that's kind of a full circle moment. I love that you said you reclaimed the word. Like, I, I love that. I had no idea. That's so great. Um, people ask me if I'm in like the printing business and I'm like no honey give me technology and I'll just bang it until it works like I don't know how to use anything (laughs) that's so funny I love that well I wanted to quickly go through some Bravo stuff with you I I know you're a Bravo connoisseur housewives so you're do you also watch like Vanderpump Below Deck, all the spinoffs, or are you just like hardcore housewives? I'm like, so I watch a little bit of everything. Okay. I don't watch a lot of Vanderpump, um, mainly because I don't find it relatable. When I found out that Jack was like almost a 50 year old man and acting and living the way he lived, mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> all the shade, right? Um, Do you feel that just... way about Shep on Southern Charm? Because he's like 40 something. I mean, he's up there, too, doing the same stuff. No. No. I mean, he's not as big of an asshole. You know, this, yeah, he's not as big of an asshole. Um, 
yeah, I just can't resonate with that. I resonate more with like the housewives part of it. You know, I've been watching since 2009. So the beginning, the, the beginning of time. Beginning, Orange County, honey, Orange with, County. with um, Lori Peterson and, um, you know, Quinn. A lot of people forget her, Christian yeah. Quinn. She was on there. You know, I've watched everything. I've watched all the international ones. Um, I, I'm in it. Oh my gosh. I feel <laughs> like I found my person. Okay. This is great. What is, let's start off with just, what's your favorite franchise? What I'm mean, I'm gonna say this. What built Bravo is the Real Housewives of Atlanta and Mimi Leaks. My favorite franchise right now is New Jersey or Beverly Hills. I mean, great answers. Those are my answers. Amazing. Yeah. Who's your all-time favorite housewife? <sighs> There's so many for so many different reasons. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Teresa though. Okay. Who's Judice in like your from... who's in your top three? Who are you like kind of um Teresa Judice? Nene Leakes, Phaedra Park, love me some Phaedra. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Sutton. I'm a slutton for Sutton. I, I love her. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, she's quickly become a favorite. I know that's four. And I would have to give the next one to um, Sonia. And I'm so sad about New York splitting into two different shows. I know. I'm yeah, so Sonya's interested my how girl. they're going to do that. I'm so curious how that's going to be. I'm not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna watch the new for sure the new era because you know I'm already so invested. I might as right. well sit down through it, you know, and and and, and be dedicated like I am. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to the legacy and the spinoff with Sonia and Luann. I know that's gonna be a hot mess. mess. So <laughs> I'm excited for that. I don't care what network it is, what show it is. A camera needs to be on Sonia Morgan twenty four seven. Yeah, all the time. She is yeah. iconic. Who's okay, your favorite? I, love, I, I have love to your know. Top five. I feel like your top five is such a solid top five. Like that's yeah. the core of Housewives. I don't know. I always go back and forth. I really like, I mean, Teresa's just iconic in her own right. Um, I love, I love Sutton. I'm really a Garcelle fan right now. Me too. Uh, yeah. Like, Garcelle this past season really was like, in the right every single time I was like I need a friend like Garcelle because she will tell it to you straight and she's just like never wrong and I I don't know like you watch a housewife and if you love them you're like she's wrong right now but I still stand by her I'm like me with Teresa me with Nene right but like Garcelle I'm just like I mean she's kind of right every time who else do I love I love I I've been a Kyle Richards fan and then this past season was really tough for me um yeah really I think a lot of people were really disappointed in her this season who else no we need on Beverly Hill who someone to bring if Lisa Renna is going to come back I need Kim Richards to come back and talk about the husbands okay and I don't want to watch it if she's not going to do it Kim Richards is you know people love Atlanta and Potomac because of the shade and like the girls are so effortless and you know they can like throw little jabs and get over it these other girls on the other franchises can't do it, but Kim Richards can gather everyone at a table and just effortlessly, you mm-hmm. know? So we need her back like that. Right now. And imagine having Kathy, Kim, and and Kyle. Kyle would run away. She would leave the child, like, <laughs> immediately. She would not be able to, she would cry and probably not be able to handle it. You're right. Yeah, immediately. Um, but yeah, I love Beverly Hills in New Jersey. I feel like are my two staples right now and have been like my whole being except for I really loved Orange County up until like three years ago because I think it really took a turn 
is there someone on Orange County that I like though? Not really. Maybe Emily sometimes, but it's just like they're not, they don't give us what like everyone else is giving us, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Orange County went, you know, I watch it because I'm there. I've already wasted so much time on it. You yeah. know, um, Orange County for me went away when um, the Gretchen, Alexis, like that era kind of wrapped yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I haven't been able to watch it since then really and be interested. Shannon is the only thing keeping me hanging on by a thread. I, okay. I don't know if you saw this, but I saw a photo of Vicky filming with I everybody. did. What are I, your You thoughts? know what we were robbed of? What? We are all last season. I said, this would be so good if we could put Noella and Vicky in a room together. 1000%. That would be, we we were robbed of that. That is such a good point. Can you imagine? Oh my God. Vicky would probably just implode. Like she would disappear in the thin air. Like <laughs> She would be like, what is this? What's happening? <laughs> she wouldn't be able to deal with, because Noella, like, you know, I liked her, but there's a, there's a certain like housewife like I say, if you need me to shut up, I'll shut up. But there's um, a certain housewife that like gets on the show like genuinely. And then there's a certain housewife who has like a motive and an intention and they want the fame. And unfortunately, I think that was Noella. Yeah. Um, and I think that's Whitney right now on Salt Lake City and Jen Shaw on Salt Lake City. Um, there's no, I think that show is really good, but I'm worried about it. Um, you know what happens with Jen and what happens with the show because Heather and Meredith are the only two likable lovable cast members on that show I mean I was just watching I'm a little behind on Salt Lake but I was watching the episode where they're all in the lingerie and they're at the house and like they're all fighting whatever but god Heather is so good in confessionals like I was dying her quick wit her jokes like she is the foundation of salt lake right now yeah. she's holding it together by herself yeah um yeah. what are your thoughts on all the jen shaw stuff going on well you know people i'm such a diehard Teresa fan and it goes down on my twitter almost every day people are like well you know what do you think about jen shaw here's the thing like and and i'll include erica in this too like okay. Teresa and joe they defrauded so none of that is okay right none of it's okay let me just say that disclaimer but, <laughs> Yeah, Teresa and Joe were married, and Joe did what he did, and unfortunately, I feel like we all know that Teresa probably did not read anything Mm -hmm. that she was signing, right? So at some point, you have to take accountability for just being lazy, okay? And I feel like that's why her sentence was so small. That's why she didn't get much, you know, of the hammer down. Um, People want to call Erica a criminal, but she's not as of right now. I mean... And I get a lot of shit for that on Twitter. And, you know, with my friend circle, they're like, yes, she is. And I'm like, but she hasn't been found guilty of anything yet. So like give her, you know, I don't like Erica on the show. I used to love her. And then when she treated Eileen bad and Teddy bad, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, like there's something going on with her to make her so mad. And now we know, you know, what it was. Um, But as far as I'm concerned, she's innocent. But with Jen Shaw, like, how are you going to do that? Right. Allegedly, you know, um, and watching her on the show say that she's innocent just to turn around. And now we know she's guilty. It's like cringy. It's cringy. I mean, I remember the first season of Salt Lake came out. It was everything. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is for a first season of a Housewives franchise. This is 
A1. This is great. Mm -hmm. And Jen Shaw's house. I'm like, damn, like we got a football coach. Like, how's this happening? Like, what does she do for a living? And we, we see her in the office and I'm like, she's rollerblading. There's this guy named Stuart. Like, I don't think I ever understood. And I don't think anyone understood like what she did. And like, to this day, like, I mean, we know what happened and we know like why she's being charged, but you know, we saw her in the office. We saw her with this guy named Stuart. Like, what does she do for a living? What is going on? We, ne- I don't think anyone really understood to see everyone. It's just interesting when this kind of stuff happens. Cause we saw it with Teresa. We saw it with Erica, like all different experiences, but same with the law. Like we're, we're seeing certain people, you know, rally around these people. And then we're seeing the opposite of like, I mean, I'm not touching it. Salt Lake. Everyone seems to be at least this season, like really rallying around Jen. Right. And it's very interesting because now we know she's pled guilty and we know kind of more of the details of it. And I'm like, this is just absurd. I feel bad for her kids. Like I just, and everyone obviously affected in it. Like she targeted, it seems like elderly people a lot and it's crazy. It's crazy. And you know, um, she doesn't listen to this. Well, you know what? I hope she does because then that (laughs) means you have an iconic level listener. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I'm sure you do already, but um, the fact that she knows she is guilty because she pled guilty since the show, right? That's not allegedly. She pled guilty. Yeah. Um, she didn't she get money from her mother to like pay her legal bill? Like all of her mother's pension. Yeah. Like, how are you going to do that? Like at some point, when are you going to sit down and be like, okay, I'm lying. You know, like that's the thing. Like I've always told Jackson, you know, if, if reality TV were to ever happen for us, right, the cameras would show up and nothing would change. Like, we would still be in our 2,600-square-foot home, mm-hmm. like, with no yard. You know, you can go out between two houses and touch. Um, nothing would change. I mean, of course, they get nice paychecks and they go buy nice cars and clothes and, you know, glam. And I'm sure that would change. But, like, how do these people get themselves in such... A, a pit of just fuck up like it's crazy I feel like and as a viewer, and then go on tv yeah and as a viewer you're like you know housewives is good and all but we really got I mean we got the Teresa drama that was crazy we got Erica and we're like this is just how is this happening to us we're getting just so much I remember when the the trailer came out for Salt Lake and like FBI is calling and she's like turn my mic off I'm like this is season two like what how did we get here this is crazy it really is and then I mean I don't know how often this stuff is happening outside of housewives because it seems like it's just all the housewives. well you know the Chrisleys um I haven't been following their debacle my husband's following it um but you know it's I don't know what what I'm interested to know like what it is in people to where what is it just keeping up with the joneses is that what they're i kind of this is like my thought about it i feel like and i i I used to watch the chrisleys a lot like back when it first started i was like this is so interesting todd's so entertaining whatever i haven't really kept up with it as much i mean i obviously know sort of what's going on but my opinion on it is like i remember first watching the chrisleys being like they i feel like they get a new house every season and they get a bigger they get a bigger like they already had a big ass house. I remember the first season I was like, this is a nice house. Why are we upgrading every year? Um, I mean, you make a little money, but like very interesting. And then just like their lifestyle started to change. I mean, they're getting brand. It's like, 
it's almost like they're just trying to keep up with the image the image of it and you get on reality tv you get a following and it's like you just want to be able to like entertain and show like i have stuff i'm rich i'm like worthy of your time and it just seems like it's just biting everybody in the ass like it yeah so interesting though yeah and that's something like you know like scaling back to like tiktok is like that's something that i really pride myself on that you know hasn't really changed because like I mean, we still go to fast food restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> These restaurants will now like, you know, either pay us to go there and then pay for the food or they just cover the food or, you know, whatever. And I always disclose it. That's another thing that I can't stand about creators is they either don't disclose or they do it like at the very end. And you have to like scroll and see it. With me, you're always going to know if it was a paid ad, mm -hmm. you know, like you'll know right up front. So, um, I yeah, love that, like honesty about it, because that's always tough too. It's like people are watching this footage or whatever it is. And they're like, how are they doing all that? It's like, well, sometimes it is paid for. Like sometimes it is an yeah. ad and like, that's just a part of the business. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of these influencers, like I met some when I was in LA. So I was a TikTok trailblazer for, um, pride month. So that was super exciting. Really fun. Yeah. Um, and I met some influencers who are not trailblazers um, who I like loved online. And after I met them, I was like, what the fuck? Like they are not anything like what they portray. And it was so odd to me. That's something else I do. Like when I get fixated on something, I will not stop. And so all weekend I was like, Jackson, like, what are we like that? Like, and he's like, no. Like, you know, you're not like that. And I'm like, I know. So why are they like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't figure it out, you know, and the other trailblazers, you know, I met um, Dylan Mulvaney. Love her. Oh, my love, God. Love, love. You know, she's just so bubbly. And yeah. I was wondering if that's how she was going to be in person. Exact same. Oh, good. Exact same. No TikTok around. No phones around. She's the exact same. And so to me, that was like, yeah. Yeah, that's really refreshing because it is hard. And everyone says, I know TikTok's a little different, but like, I'm just going back to the phrase of like, don't meet your idols because you have this idea of like what they've given you over mm -hmm. the years and like what you see on TV or social media. And then you meet them and you're like, that's it. Like, that's all you're giving. And it's, I think that's really tough with TikToker, TikTokers because you're putting on sometimes you're putting on a little bit of a facade or you're trying to stick to your theme whatever it is and then yeah you see them in real life that's so disheartening though that's you're hard like, wah, wah. yeah <laughs> you're like unfollow <laughs> yeah well um so speaking of bravo um we're in charleston for charleston pride one of my favorite favorite restaurants in charleston that i've been going to since it opened is called mezu or mesu um i'm probably not saying it right but it's like a sushi, like Tex-Mex place. We've been yeah. going there forever. And, you know, I used to watch Southern Charm a lot. I want to say after like season three, I kind of stopped, you know, um, but I kind of saw them all on the Bravo pages. So like I was only keeping up that way. Yeah. And long story short, um, I saw that Leva, she um, owns a nightclub called Republic Garden Lounge. Yeah. And so I just DM'd her and I was like, hey, like, you know, I'm in town this weekend for Char uh, Charleston Pride, are you guys doing anything? Cause we want to go out. And she was like, yeah, come out. Like, you know, come see what you think. And um, we came out, sweetest, sweetest oh. girl I've ever met in my life, Good. first of all. I was nervous. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. And, you know, I was a little bit of a fangirl, not because of the show, but because I was like, oh my God, I go to your restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> she owns Meizu. And um, I just, I was a fangirl in the sense of the restaurant because, you know, I'm a foodie and I'm like, I love your restaurant. Like, <laughs> can you open one in Charlotte? <laughs> um, but yeah. And so I went back, you know, after we met um, and watched some episodes and she, how I met her was just how she is on the show. And so I was just like, I, you know, I, I appreciate that in yeah. people and I pride myself in being that way. Yeah. So. Well, and I love that. And I think like, cause it is tough when you meet someone and they're just nothing that you thought. And I think with your content, like you really do show everything about yourself. So it's mm-hmm. like, I would be so shocked if someone met you and was like, he's not anything like his TikTok. Like, I feel like yeah. you give it all on TikTok and you give it all like here today. Like you're the same person that I see on TikTok, which is so refreshing. So nice. Um, I love that. I love that. Well, thank you. You know, I've thought about, um, you know, starting like another page for like, like beauty and cosmetics or like a comedy page or something. And, you know, I always center back to like, nope, I'm just going to do it on the same page. Like, because it's, it's still me at the end of the day. Right. Exactly. And like you said, if people don't like it, they can just not interact with it or unfollow me or follow me because of it. I'm just here to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. And no matter what I'm doing in a video, whether I'm something stupid or doing a food order or a skit or an ad, I just want to make you laugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I love that. Yeah. And I think your content really brings like all aspects of your life so well. And that's why people are drawn to you and your page. And oh my God, it was so fun talking to you. Like this was yeah. like day made. Um, where can people, I know we've already said like print fairy, but like what are your socials? Where can people fi- find you, follow you, um, DM you, yeah. like all that? Okay, so TikTok is at Print Fairy. Um, and I'll always spell it out because people are like, huh? So it's P-R-I-N-C-F-A-I-R-Y. And on Instagram, it's just at my name, at Dakota Wright. YouTube is at Dakota Wright. Um, I just got verified on Snapchat, so that's a Ooh. big deal. Um, so it's at Print Fairy. And then Twitter, if you really want to see me unhinged and talking like all things reality TV, reading Caitlyn Jenner for Phil, whatever you want to see, it's at nothing but Bravo. So I literally just use that as my place to say whatever I want. That's amazing. I'm going to go follow that right now. I had no idea. Um, You have been so great. Like, thank you for opening up today and chatting with us and Oh my God. I could talk about Bravo for like another four hours. So you might have to come on again just for a Bravo episode. I mean. Let's do it. But I want to come back. Like, okay, I feel okay. like we're Bravo sisters, like deep down. So. I love this. I love yeah. this so much. Um, I'm going to tag um, all of your socials, everything you just mentioned in the description. So if you want to go follow, go follow. Um, and then I'm going to tag you in everything um, on socials as well. So thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And thank you for, I guess, popping my virginity on podcast. (laughs) Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Girl We Gotta Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. That way you never miss a new episode. You can also follow Girl We Gotta Talk on Instagram at Girl We Gotta Talk Podcast and on Twitter at GWGT Podcast for live tweeting and all your favorite pop culture updates. If you want to watch full episodes, check out Girl We Gotta Talk on YouTube and find all of your favorite episodes over there. 
If you liked today's episode, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit the five stars or leave a review and let me know what you thought. I seriously love hearing your feedback. It really means the world to me. Thank you guys again so much for listening and talk to you guys next week. Bye.